Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Yo, 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 yo. Another week, another episode of the Amiibros Podcast. We're back. I'm one third of the trio, better known as the Amiibros. Here with my brothers. My dear brothers, Jeremy 85 Jeremy, what's popping tonight, fellas? How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, I'm not as feeling as great as I was last week. Last week, I thought my Braves were on the precipice of a World Series. That didn't turn out so great. I thought my Texans were on the precipice of turning it around. Our offense did, but our defense did not. But, hey, look, man, I bet on Clemson. They, they, uh, they not only covered the spread, they covered the spread twice, um, plus more. So, I, listen, man, I... Life is good, man. I can't. I can't have too many complaints. That's what's up, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm. I'm still a little bummed about. Um, about my Braves, but you know, the Dodgers are good, man. And I feel like, still feel like we choked, but they, they earned it, man. They came back from two zero and they did their thing. But uh, let's let's move right yeah, along. Let's, yeah, let's, I mean, I mean, over, overall, subject. Uh, overall, I, I will you know give you guys comfort. It's it's either one of two things. It's either Atlanta. Slash Georgia chokes, or maybe the spirit of Kobe is helping teams to win. Because I know good well the Lakers weren't going to win without Kobe dying. So shout out to well, Kobe. Well, here, here's one thing I'll say, Jeremy. Is this. <laughs> when it when it comes down to the uh, the the Braves, it came down to really one play, and it was such a bad play. We were up three to two, sixth inning, top of the sixth inning, person on third, person on second, no outs. Terrible decision making. <laughs> and li- literally hit a ground ball, and both guys start taking off running. So the guy starts running home, gets caught up in a base running error, and they did. They pull a double play, and now you you lose from the guy that's on second base who just stay still. Yeah, the guy. Well, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. Austin basically. You got to know how fast the base runner is. Like if the if the base runner between. Uh, home and and uh, third is fast enough. You can pull that off uh, because he's got to like basically Mookie Betts pulled pull that off in Game Six uh, against you guys because basically you guys had him had him between second and third, and the other base runner was able to get to um, was able to get to first because basically Mookie eluded him for long enough. But your base runner couldn't 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 elude him, and honestly nobody even knew he got touched, so he should have kept running and stopped uh, and without stopping. But yeah, uh, that kind of messed y'all up. The the pitch you left over a plate um, against Bellinger left, messed yeah. y'all up. I mean, and, he was uh, pitching so good in that se- that sequence too. And yeah. He just left it over the plate. I'm like, it was literally down, down the middle. It's like, well, and, we and, have and, any action on it? I'm just like, was that a, a slider that just it's like a home run hanging? derby pitch? <laughs> I know. I mean, and the thing was, I will go to Dodgers credit for this. They fouled off like 19 straight pitches every time they scored in that game seven. It was in an at bat where they had fouled off like ten pitches, and it was like the thirteenth pitch of the, of the count, and it was like, boom! Now he took it out. And I'm like, Dog. that's how they, that's how you stay in the count, though, that's man. That's how you stay in it. They kept doing it, so I, I and and, talk, I, and I and I know I know Mookie didn't hit that well, but I swear Mookie made a defensive play every game. <laughs> he, he, he snatched some every time. So let's yeah. move on, man. I'm getting more mad. Yeah, let's uh let's get right into it, fellas. Um, Packers got blown out by the Bucks. My boy Brady came through. Um, show why he's the goat. Um, let's start uh, with you, Jeremy. Um, what do you think about this performance from the Packers and Aaron Rodgers? And what do you think about Tom Brady? Uh, I'm not gonna go as far as to say uh, Tom Brady came through because Tom Brady didn't really play that well. Um, I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers choked and they played terrible, and they got 10-0 in complete control of the game. Aaron Rodgers throws one of the worst pick sixes you'll see. So they're back in the game, 10-7. And then he throws the interception and gets run back to the two-yard line. So basically, Aaron Rodgers single-handedly put the team, his team down. Uh, then, you know, they they sent a bunch of blitzes. They, could, they couldn't seem to pick up the blitzes. That's one thing about the Green Bay Packers um, going against the Bucks. The Bucks have really big linebackers. And those linebackers don't blitz to run around you. They blitz to run through you. And so they're little running backs 
uh, Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams, whenever they're back there, uh, they were trying to, you know, basically hold their position and try to pick up the blitzes and, you know, they're just getting knocked all over the place. So um, I think that Tampa has a really good defense. I think Todd Bowles is very, very underrated uh, as a defensive coordinator. He probably should still be a head coach. He's a much better head coach than the coach they have in New York uh, with the Jets right now who replaced him. And uh, overall, I think uh, they're going to be a very, very, you know, difficult team to deal with. Uh, as far as Tom Brady goes, he had a very good second quarter. I think it was 12 of 14 for 98 yards. Uh, in the other three quarters, he combined to be – five of 13 for 54 yards. So um, I'm not going to you know, give him too much credit. Um, I think he's um, pretty much a glorified game manager at this point. I don't see him as being any better than Breeze because I think Breeze is falling off too. Um, but o- overall, I, I was impressed with the win. Um, I think a lot of people are reading way too much into it. I, I, I turn on the TV on Monday and I hear, you know, did the Bucks prove they're the best team in football? And I was like, didn't they just lose to the Bears on Thursday? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think it was a more of a fluke, terrible game from the from the Packers. Um, and it could be more to come for the Packers. I will say this. I was giving Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit. I was giving Green Bay Packers a lot of credit. They played – they were playing extremely well in offense. They put up a lot of points against my boys. Um, they put up a lot of points in all the games before this. But the Saints defense for the first few weeks has been pretty terrible. Um, it looks like it's starting to come around. Normally, it's, I don't know what it is about Dennis Allen's defense when he's with us. Our defenses always start off terribly, and then by the end of the season, they're they're great. So hopefully that trend is continuing. Um, but our defense wasn't good in that game. Um, they went off against Detroit, whose defense is terrible. They went off against the Vikings, whose defense is terrible. Uh, and they went off against uh, the Atlanta Falcons, whose defense is non-existent. So um, maybe this is, you know, simply a case of this is the first time they're going against a good defense, and, you know, they got exposed a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to give credit to, to Tampa. Um, I think they're a solid team. I don't think they're a great team. And I think when they play against uh, my boys in about three weeks, uh, we're going to must stop them again. Ultimately, Todd Bowles' defense does not work against Drew Brees um, or Sean Payton's offense. The last three times we played against them, we're averaging about 33 points per game. So, um, you know, not too concerned at all. I think it was it was more of a, of a fluke game than anything. Well, Jeremy, this is what I will tell you. You've been hating on Tom Brady and the Bucs for too long. Look, do I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFL? No, I don't. But are the Bucs good? Yes. And to say that Tom Brady at this point is a glorified game manager is disrespectful to the GOAT. I mean, the reality is this. Tom Brady is fourth in the NFL in touchdown passes. He has 14 touchdown passes this year to four interceptions. That's not game managing the game. Only people who have more touchdown passes than him this season – is Russell Wilson, who has 19 somehow in five games. Uh, Josh Allen has 16. Patrick Mahomes has 15. Then it's Tom Brady at 14, Deshaun at, and, and Ryan Tannehill, and Aaron Rodgers at 13. I, I mean, Tom has played well. Did he play great this game? I don't think so. Keep it, keep it, keep in mind, Tom is one of the only guys that's played six games. So, uh, like, there's oh, no, a lot no, of guys who played five he, games. It's 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 most of the leagues play six games. It's probably I think it's maybe eight eight teams has played five. Um, it was the people that were on buys and then the people who had a COVID missed game. Um, but with that being said, even with six games, 14 touchdowns through six games is on pace for like, what's that, 38, 40 touchdowns? So we're around that, that, that number. Like he's not, and I'm not, am I telling you that he played excellent this game? No. I thought that the Packers were in control of the game. Aaron Rodgers threw a couple picks and then he wasn't the same. He, he dink and dunked the ball down the field, wouldn't throw the ball down the field and take chances anymore. And Tom had a really good second quarter. Um, but w- when you look at it, I did think he did a really good job of getting Gronk involved. Gronk had the best week he's had, obviously, since he came back. Um, and, and, and I do think there's two things I took away from the game. One, Tampa Bay's defense is for real. And everybody, I told you guys that their defense was going to be for real this year. Todd Bowles deserves a ton of credit. He should have, he should, he should have a head coaching job at this point. The, the fact that he was able to make the playoffs with uh, – was it? No, oh, no, I'm sorry. He missed the playoffs that year. He was able to get them to nine and seven, nine wins with Ryan Tannehill – not Ryan Tannehill, I'm sorry. Ryan Fitzpatrick and the New York Jets, as poor as that franchise has been run, shows how good of a coach he was as an as a actual head coach. Then he gets to Tampa, terrible defense, and he t- he's turned them into right now pro football focus has them rated as the number one de- defense in football. I, 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 I can't I can't say that they aren't. 
They get a. They have I, I can't. A great I can't. Pass. Think, think about it. I mean, they had a they had a good game against against the Packers. Pro Football Focus is always off, by the way. It's like literally the worst website ever. But um, if you look at it, they got torched by us. They did not get Teddy Bridgewater. Right what we put up 36, 37 points. I mean, Jeremy, they, got they, threw, by they, us. They, they threw a pick six, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, a, another. It was another bad. Didn't he throw another interception during that game? He threw two picks during that uh, game, yeah, right? But it, but yeah, but the other one got stopped on our side of the field, on, on uh, the opposite side of the field. So At, at the end of the a, day, one, if you're going to say, like, the first week of the season, you can take that and discount it. Because, one, no training camp, no preseason, or low training camp with a little contact, no preseason, first game of the season on the road in New Orleans. Okay. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater then put up 21. Then they Teddy went Bridgewater, to, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater also threw three interceptions that game. But uh, No, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater threw three interceptions that game, but – Anyway, so they played. So let's let's go through. So they played us, and they played the Panthers, who I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's not an elite quarterback. Then they played the Broncos, whose defense is, whose offense is absolutely terrible. Um, who else did they play? They played somebody else. Sorry, they played um, the Chargers. They played the Chargers. The Chargers torched them. Um, Chargers they played the, torch them. They put up thirty-one points, and Brady threw a pick six. Okay, okay, Jerry. So is, is is Brady great or is the defense good? Because you keep bringing up Brady's pick sixes, and then you're telling me he's playing great at the same I'm time. You, I'm telling you, Brady. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say Brady's playing great. I said Brady's not been a game manager. I, there's a complete difference. I think Brady's played. I think he's played fine. Do I think he's playing elite? No, I think he's playing fine. But when you're comparing it and you're looking at their defense, tell me a defense right now you're taking over the Bucks. Maybe the Bears. The Bears. Maybe. And the, the Bears, Steelers. The Steelers, I would take over them. The Bears, though. The, the Ravens. No, the Ravens' defense hasn't been good. I mean, they 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 they've been all right, but like they played the Chiefs, they got torched. Like I'm not telling you that that they're Jared, not. They got they got gave up as many points as um as Tampa Bay gave up to to the Chargers. Jeremy, the, the fact of the matter is that game they they could have they could have given up a gazillion. That the the Chiefs scored at will. I'm not telling you that the Bucks, the Bucks have the best defense, but I'm telling you the Bucks have a really, really good defense. So one of the things you can take away is the Bucks have a pass rush. They have the, the number one rush defense in, uh, in the league the last two years, and their secondary is starting to play pretty well. Car- Carlton Davis is playing well. They have guys back there who are, who are making plays. Um, Dean, uh, who had the pick six, to play has played well, and their linebacking core is the best linebacking core in football, in my opinion. When you got a guy in Devin White who was a top five pick last year's draft who's coming around along with Levante David, who they blitz well, they cover well, that defense is very well put together. And then you look on offense, they're doing this with Chris Godwin missing time with a hamstring, with a banged up uh, Evans, with with Gronk just playing his way back into shape after being missing all last season, and with them not having a lot of uh, a lot of time together in the offseason without the preseason. They're gonna be no dangerous, they are. I picked them. They're going to gonna be the most dangerous seven seed of all time. No, I picked them to go to the NFC Championship game. I agree. <laughs> now, the, the, the flip side is, what do I take away from the Packers? The Packers do not like to get smacked in the mouth. If you look at it, the last two years, when they play a team that comes out and they're physical with them and they can get a pass rush on Aaron Rodgers, he's not the same quarterback. And that's one of the toughest things you see. There are. I've had this conversation when we talk about who are the best quarterbacks in the league, and I say – you know, whenever you're looking at who the best quarterbacks in the league, you have to look at it and say, under similar circumstances, how would they perform? And you look at a Russell Wilson who is used to having pressure in his face. He's used to having teams get to him. Deshaun Watson is used to having teams get to him. Their you quarterback can't, can't stop a moment to bring up Deshaun. No, no, because when we look at the best uh, quarterbacks in the league, Jer- Deshaun Jer- is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Jerry, Jerry, we'll, we'll talk about it later t- at a later I time. But I, 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 I will say, I will say this: Deshaun's Desha- one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I can't, I can't Desha- either. Deshaun's top five in every category in the league. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Jerry, let me ask you a question. And wins because that's a team stat, and they have the worst defense in football. Jerry, let me ask you a question: Who has who has less to work with, Deshaun Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz? Deshaun Watson has less to work with than Carson Wentz. Jerry. Literally every single position Deshaun every, is better at. Every no, single he's, position. No, he's not. Carson Wentz's team has gotten injured. True. Miles Sanders is significantly better than David Johnson. He just got hurt. Zach Ertz just got hurt. He's significantly better than every tight end we have. Our offensive line has been porous. You want to say there's a well, no, 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 no. You got, you got a, a guard. I mean, a, ta- a tackle that's rated the best tackle in football. They had somebody yes. who they didn't even sign last year after yes. the season, and, and they re-signed, and he still couldn't even make the roster. You got four, five question. backup linemen in the Answer roster. Answer question. I don't care what they're rated. 
Who has the worst offensive line in football according to the ratings this year? It is the Texans. They are last. Who holds the, the ball longer than any yards. other player in the football? It's the Sean Watson. So, Jeremy, answer this question: Who ha- who averages the least amount of rushing yards per game? Who is giving up the most pressures? Who is t- bottom two in adjusted sacks, which takes into account the sacks the quarterbacks take for? Sure. So we're, it we're seems not- like you you don't credit. You don't give Deshaun any credit for his bad stuff, but give him credit all for all his good stuff. No, no, because yeah. Deshaun has played the best the best he's played in his career this season. If you look at the numbers, Deshaun is third. He's one in and four. He's one in five. Have you? One did you? Story. Did you watch the game last week? <laughs> no, I'm I you didn't watch the scores. It. So let me tell you what happened in the game since you didn't watch. I don't. I saw, Deshaun, I saw the score. Let me let me tell you what happened since you didn't watch. I'm pretty sure Jerry, you didn't want to say that. Let me tell you since you didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Let me finish. So Deshaun scored four straight touchdowns. He scored to go up seven with a minute and 30 seconds to go. And then they allowed the Texas, the Titans to run all the way down the field, score a touchdown with four seconds to go. They won the coin toss in overtime. And the Titans went right back down the field 80 yards again and scored a touchdown without Deshaun being able to touch the ball. That's nothing to do with the quarterback. When your quarterback scores 36 points and doesn't get to touch the ball after scoring and giving him a, a, a seven-point lead with a minute 50 seconds left in the game. So the reality, had a better game. Deshaun had a better game than any quarterback in the league this week. Deshaun had 335 Jerry, yards, Jerry, four Jerry. touchdowns, and no picks. Jerry, he got outplayed at the quarterback position. You got played and that, that comes from you. Oh, did Ryan Tannehill throw an interception in, in the game? He scored so. more points than you. He scored more points because Derrick Henry had 250 yards from the, from the, from scrimmage. The, the, but he also, had, he also had 350 yards passing. And Deshaun had 335 yards passing, 35 yards rushing, no turnovers, and literally scored more possessions than, than, than Ryan Tannehill did. The view, if you're looking at it, Ryan Tannehill got an extra possession at the end, and Ryan Tannehill had a, a guy who was carrying him through the game. When I, when, this is what, and getting back to the numbers, if you look at Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers coming into last week had been pressured in four games eight times. Eight pressures his entire season. He was pressured 13 times in this game. Because he let score the ball when he sees oh, it out. Well, why was he pressured 13 times this week? Because uh, he's probably holding on to the ball too. No, long, like because his team was able to get manhandled at the, at the line of scrimmage by the defensive line of the Bucks, which is elite. When you have a great offensive line and you can keep pressure off of the quarterback, it makes their job significantly easier. But when he played the Bucks. The Bucs were able to stop the run because they have the number one rushing defense, and they were able to get pressure without having to blitz. If you look at the yeah. teams that have given those quarterbacks problems, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, or any of those, that's that's the equivalent. That's what happened. Jay, 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 is it true or false that you've been on record on this pod saying that you give credence to whoever the quarterback on the winning team is as being the facilitator of that win? No. True or false? False. I've, I've so, why, so why is Brady yeah. doing Brady is the GOAT because of the fact that he's done it over a sustained period of time. He's second all-time in passing yards. And when you factor in his statistical proficiency and the fact that he's won six Super Bowls, that makes him the GOAT. But if you're going to look at it as if, if, if Tom Brady – first, the reason we, – we always looked at Joe Montana as being the GOAT before Tom Brady. We didn't look at Terry Bradshaw. We didn't look at, at Troy Aikman. Why don't we look at those guys as being the GOATs? Because we looked at it and said, well, Terry Bradshaw was 4-0 and in the Super Bowl. But Terry Bradshaw did it because of the steel curtain defense. And it was not because of his, his proficiency and his, his stats. If you looked at, at, at this year, and, and this is just since you guys are wanted to – I was skipping through there and, and pointing to teams with quarterbacks who play well with bad offensive lines. But since we're going to Deshaun, let's look at this. Jared, you brought up Deshaun. I, I, I said Russell Wilson, Deshaun, and then you cut me off. Don't say them in the same of, sentence right now. I do, Don't. because Deshaun Watson is number three in passing yards. He's number one in yards per attempt. He's, t- he's number five in passing touchdowns. And Deshaun and quarterback rating is top five. You can't look at it and say, okay, well, Deshaun hasn't and what's, played well. What, what's their the record? Guys, guys, guys that facilitate their offense, you know, LeBron James, Trey Young, like, Jerry, you can't put them in the same – like, they're not no, in the same city. No, <laughs> put this in perspective. First first off, Russell Wilson is on a completely – his team talent-wise is on a completely different stratosphere from Deshaun's. Secondly, if we're looking at it from every statistical analysis perspective, Russell Wilson right now is playing the best football of any quarterback in the league. Deshaun by far is playing top five football. So when we talk don't bring them in some analysis, let's put this in perspective. Deshaun's team is last in the NFL in rushing yards and rushing yards allowed and passer rating allowed and in 
pressures giving up on the offensive line and in time of possession. So if you're looking at it and saying, all right, we can't run the ball, we can't protect the quarterback, we can't stop the other team from running the ball, and we can't stop the other team from throwing the ball, you're going to lose the game. The reality of the situation is this, though. When you look at a, a, a player like an Aaron Rodgers, when he's got pressure on him, when a team can get pressure without having a blitz, he struggles. And there are very few quarterbacks in the league. Deshaun and Russell Wilson are two to be exact because those are two quarterbacks who put out numbers despite their offensive line being rated poorly are quarterbacks who can still thrive in an offensive line that's not proficient. Jared, Jared just, for, just for the record, Carson Wentz has been sacked six more times than Deshaun this year. Oh, he's, right. I didn't say that. I said one, adjusted sacks, and I said two, in pressures. Okay. All righty. Um, enough of the Deshaun segment. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about uh, K1 and the cards. Sorry, that was tripping the background, but the cards are, are hot right now. They blew out the Cowboys on Monday night, I believe. Um, who do you guys think will win that NFC East, and how many games do you think it'll take? Let's start with you on this topic, Jared. Well, first, I don't think the cards are really hot. I thought Kyler Murray played a pretty bad game. Even though I had I placed a lot of money on him and I won a lot of money out of that game, and that was one of my, my five picks. One, I think the Cowboys are awful. Everybody who was telling me about how Andy Dalton, and I, I've said, I think Andy Dalton is 80, 85% of Dak. But what people don't realize is Dak was a, a muff onside kick from the Falcons from being winless himself. That team has the worst defense in the NFL outside of the Texans. They're battling it out right now. Um, if you look at it and say, Jared, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I want I want you to answer this in your response. Tell me what makes Deshaun better than Dak in this analysis? Because you're saying he's eighty to eighty five percent of of Deshaun or, or Dak. So is he eighty to eighty five percent of Deshaun as well? No, Dak Prescott. If you look at his numbers this season, seventy five percent of his passing yards have come with them down fourteen points or more. Deshaun Watson has played and put his team in position to win, and their team has played poorly around him, and their defense has, has, has failed them. So when you look at it, Deshaun Watson and Dak's stats are going to look similar even over the last three years. Their numbers will look similar. But Dak's numbers have looked that way despite historically – this year he hasn't had a great offensive line because they've been banged up. But historically, while having a great offensive line, historically while having a top-five running back, and historically by having a top-five weapons group. When you look at even this year with C.D. Lamb, with uh, with Amari Cooper, and with uh, my guy we were just talking about last week, uh, that's the, in his third year, had 1,100 yards receiving last year. Name slipped my mind. Um, uh, Michael my, Gallup. Michael Gallup. So, <coughs> yeah, that's, that sounds a lot like Brandon Cooks and, you know. All who who guys sounds guys like Brandon Cooks? Um, any of them. Brandon Cooks, it, some of the guy who's made like four Pro Bowls. Um, Brand, Brandon, Kenny, Cooks, uh, not Brand, Brandon, Brandon Cooks has made two Pro Bowls in his career. And he hasn't made a Pro Bowl in the last three years. Last year, Brandon Cooks had 700 yards receiving. And I like Brandon Cooks. I'm not telling you that Deshaun doesn't have weapons. What I'm telling you is their weapon, the the Cowboys weapons group, when they graded weapons, was graded as the best weapons group in football. Do I agree with that? No, I think it's the Chiefs. But the the analysts, when they graded it, graded the Cowboys as the best weapons. When you look at, and I'm not going to get into a Deshaun versus Dak argument because that's something (laughs) out of the way. But if you're looking at Dak's numbers, Dak, the same way that Andy Dalton got down significantly bad in this game, it's the same way that, that Dak and they have started slowly the last two years. The, when you're looking at the NFC East, uh, how many games do I think it's going to take to win it? I think it's probably going to be five or six games, to be 100% honest. All those teams are terrible. The problem is they're going to play each other, so they're going to get wins. They have to get wins uh, unless they have ties. Um, but the reality of the situation is um, you know, the, there are some analytic sites that, that project it out. The analytics site today projected that the Eagles will win the division at six, nine, and one tie because they already have the tie with the Bengals. If six wins and nine losses gives you a, a, a division championship, I'm sorry, they shouldn't make the playoffs. The reality of the situation is the Cardinals have not played really good football. If you look at it, they beat the 49ers in week one, which I give them credit for. Week two, they beat somebody that was bad. I'm trying to remember. Was it, it wasn't the Giants. It was somebody bad. Then they lost to the Lions. Then they lost to the Panthers. In the last two weeks, they've beaten the Jets and the Cowboys. So the reality of the situation is I don't think the, the Cardinals have played great. Personally, I think uh, Kyler has kind of taken a step back from getting through his his progressions. 
um, somewhat, somewhat of a sophomore slump. He, he completed nine out of 24 passes in the game. He had a couple throws that were open that he missed on. And some of it you can kind of blame on nerves, jitters. He's from Allen, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. So I know he had some fa- some family and friends that were in the in the stands. So I'm sure that, that kind of weighed into it. But I thought it, it boiled down to Zeke Elliott, you can't turn the ball over that much. Andy Dalton, I, I didn't think he played poorly. I thought you looked at the game. There was an interception that wasn't his fault where – uh, CeeDee Lamb gets tackled basically by the corner. They don't call it. Um, Michael Gallup drops a ball in the end zone that should have been a touchdown uh, right before the half. And, and, and you watch the game, and, and that's what bad teams do. Bad teams make a lot of mistakes. Um, I think one of the things that's going to hurt the Buccaneers in the future is they typically have a lot of penalties. Versus the Packers last week, they had zero penalties during the entire game. Do I think that's sustainable? No. Likewise, when you look at the Cowboys – they make a lot of mistakes, and now with all the rumblings coming out about the coaching staff being unprepared, with them not having put in the, the work that they – the whole reason why Mike McCarthy got the job was he sold Jerry Jones on, you know, I've been in this in this booth, in this garage, or in my basement watching football highlights and studying film and figuring out how to be creative on offense and the defensive side of the ball. And then you watch them play, and it's partially Mike Nolan is just a terrible defensive – uh, coordinator. He he only looked great when he had Ray Lewis running his defense. And two, because of the fact that they look ill ill prepared, and that team has regressed significantly. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't seem the same. Um, and I think to be honest, I think six wins, maybe five wins, wins that division. Would I be surprised? This is going to sound crazy if the Giants snuck out a All win right, in that uh, division. Jimmy, what do you think about this uh, this NFC East? So. Um, the Cowboys are absolute trash. This division is trash. Uh, it will be one like that model says by the Eagles at six, nine and one. Uh, I actually think the Eagles are a team that has absolutely no talent, but they're well coached. They have a good quarterback who's feisty and he's, he's going to figure out a way to get games won. Um, honestly, I think Eagles fans should to get themselves together because they really give Carson Wentz a terrible time. Carson Wentz playing in a different city other than Philly would get so much love, but because he's in Philly, uh, they just hate him. But Carson I think they're going to end up well, winning. Carson has played well, Jared. Like, Deshaun would look terrible in that system. Like literally, no, no, no one to throw to. Jared, no, no, uh, no time. What's no Zach one Ertz? to throw to. What is Zach Ertz? Any, any one of the greatest? Um, I, I don't know. Was that a serious question? Zach Ertz? He's Jimmy Graham. That's what Zach Ertz is at this point. He's not good anymore. At Jimmy, all. Jimmy, have you seen Zach Ertz's numbers over the last five years? Are we joking yeah, right five, now? I, you, mean, you mean five years ago? Or or, no. or 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 since he came out saying that he wanted a new contract, they didn't give it to him. It looks terrible since then. Uh, what is Zach Ertz we talking been, about? Carson Wentz has been terrible since then. We're going to look at it. Jared, right now, Zach Ertz. Is how many how many catches does Zach Ertz have this year? His twenty four catches. For how many for how many yards? One hundred seventy eight yards and a touchdown. So twenty four catches for one hundred seventy eight yards. So that man is basically a running back at this point. Um, but so Jimmy, Carson Wentz, they were having conversations of should they bench him for Jalen Hurts? Let's not add yeah, like those, those are dumb well. conversations. Um, yeah, at the did, end of the, did he lose? Did he, who who's the only team that's lost to the Washington Football Team this year? The Eagles. He played terrible well, in the game. Whose fault was it? Jerry, who's the only team to lose to the Vikings this year? Yeah, it was the, it was the Texans. And you okay. At the end of the day, we can't, we can't just make these though. like random. John threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no turnovers. Carson Wentz was up 14 points. This, this back shot, to back. Deshaun has three guys who've had 1,000-yard receiving seasons. He, no, he doesn't. Much playing with, so, so Randall Cobb has not had a 1,000-yard receiving season. He has. Brandon Cooks has not had a 1,000-yard receiving season. He has. Um... Who's your number not, one receiver? Will Fuller has not had a thousand oh. yard receiving season, and okay, Randall so Cobb had a thousand yard receiving season five years ago. Jared, so so are, are we going to compare your you guys' receiving core to what Carson Wentz is throwing to? No, we're not. I would think do Carson Wentz is throwing to a lot, but it, but here's the reality though: Carson Wentz hasn't played a decent team all season. Like we're we're, we're going to look at it. We're going to compare. Let's be so, honest. So Jared, so, oh, so the, me, the, the Ravens are good. The Ravens are good. They lost. The Texans have played. The Steelers aren't good. No, no, the Texans have played. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Titans, and they play the Packers this week. That's five teams who have a combined four losses. And one of those losses was versus each other. 
So we're gonna look at it and say, all right, but, but, Carson, Carson but two of those teams, top. two of those teams, they played right, didn't they? Not play the Steelers. They had two of those. Have we played the Bengals? No, we have not. Have we played the the? Washington you played the Vikings, who might as well be the Bengals. Jeremy did not. Did, did the Vikings not dominate the Seahawks for an entire game? I, I know they came out with an L. They came. They, they came out with an L at the end of the game because they went for a fourth down in that game. But they and, and Jer- literally Jer- had turnovers. Jer- Jared, but if you, I mean, if we're going to look at who, teams that have played the Seahawks tough, tough, you can throw in the Cowboys. You can throw in a lot of teams that play Seahawks tough. So Seahawks, Seahawks are tough or in a close game every single game. All, all I'm going to tell you is this. So at the end of the day. At, whatever we want to look at, Carson Wentz hasn't played well this year. If Car, if, if, if you switch. Um, you say Carson Wentz hasn't played well? Carson Wentz literally has no help around him. He does not. Jeremy, He's single-handedly he, giving me twenty points a week on my fantasy. Carson Jared, Wentz has four Car- touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. What are we talking about? That's not true. He's uh, having a better eight, season than uh, Deshaun. Oh, wait, wait, what's, wait. The, what's, what's, what's the W and loss column? They it's, both uh, have one win, one, uh, one win, and Carson Wentz has an extra tie because he tied the Bengals. Okay, I, I'll give Deshaun, Deshaun the 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 reign over Carson Wentz right now. Okay, Jared, but let's let's look at it from this perspective. Who is he throwing to? Like you look at Baltimore, they played Baltimore tough. They lost by by two points. They did to Baltimore at the, at the end of the game. He has way less work with to work with than Deshaun. Deshaun has got blown out. They played Pittsburgh, yeah. almost just Jeremy, about as when, when close Deshaun, as you guys. When Deshaun got played out, answer this question real quick. When they played, when we played huh? Baltimore, it was during the time where Lamar Jackson was playing extremely well. When you made that pick, which you were wrong on, and I pointed out last week, did I not tell you the concern I would have is. Lamar Jackson has not played well over his last three games. Lamar Jackson over his last – I said Lamar over his yeah. last three three games has completed less than 60% of his passes in all the games. I told you when you made that pick, I said Lamar Jackson has played poorly over the last few weeks and hasn't been able to throw the ball. That has happened since they got blown out by the Chiefs. The Texans played Lamar Jackson when Lamar played really well, and our defense is significantly worse than the Eagles' defense. Yeah, but you guys got way more weapons around you than Carson Wentz. That has nothing to do with Carson Wentz putting up against the top two defenses in football. He played against the the Steelers and the Ravens, and he put up a combined 57 points. That has absolutely nothing to do with his defense being good. Nothing to do with it. If you look at it, they beat the 49ers week before that. <laughs> Jim, what was the score before he – like? When, were they down 28 to – Six or something going into the fourth quarter. Like, I guess did, did he get it close at the end? Yes, he did. But the game wasn't a game until the last. Like, they they scored twice in the last four minutes of the game. Like that game wasn't like Carson Wentz kept them in the game all game. And I thought Carson played great late. I'm not saying. And I think his last two weeks, you could make an argument and say Carson played pretty well. But going into like like Carson hasn't played well this season. He's played. He played yeah, Car- well. I thought, last really- week. You realize Car- Carson doesn't have a single receiver that he's thrown to that, that, was, that wasn't on a practice squad before the season started? Sure. Great. I, and, and I'm, I'm not, you can make the reason. <laughs> no, think about that. Think about that. That'd, that'd, be like, that'd be like you compare it and being like, okay, well, um, I'm trying to think of a team. Well, well, Trey Young doesn't have any talent around him because he's playing with uh, John Collins, all these guys. I'm like, those, those guys are pretty good. But then you're telling me he's playing with similar talent to somebody else who but, literally. Jeremy, here's what you're not getting, though. I'm not telling you one basketball football completely different because I can get a receiver from a practice squad and as long as he's fast and get separation. Like they're, we, but they're we not getting separation and they're terrible. You still have to catch the ball. No, full, 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 Jerry, it'd be like me comparing Travis, you playing Travis with. Fulgham has played extremely well. Like we're, he's he's open all the time. So I'm and yeah. Greg, Greg Ward was on. Is, that is he open year. as much as 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 as, uh, as any of the receivers on the te- on the Texans? It depends. It depends on what game. Here's here's the no, here's it here's why it depends on anything. This is why it depends because Deshaun is under pressure more than any of those quarterbacks are. So, Jerry, except he took six more sacks than Deshaun this year. He's got a worse line. Jerry, he does not have a worse line. We, when you look at sacks, Deshaun breaks more tackles than any quarterback in the league. So the fact that Deshaun has been able to, to avoid some of those sacks and adjust the sack rate, they are they have more sacks than the Eagles do. But here, here's what I'm, yeah, I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. If you're telling me that. The reason Carson has played bad is because he doesn't have a lot of help. I can get behind that argument. But you can't tell me a guy that has more interceptions and touchdowns has played well this year. You can't. But, but, but Jared, but we, we just got done talking about empty stats, and that's what your boy is putting up right now. 
Jeremy, we, we if, can't. I, if, if he puts up stats to give them a lead and the defense blows it, that's not an empty stat. That's, that's reality stats. If they play the Vikings and the punt returner fumbles the ball on a punt to give them the ball inside the 10, they score a touchdown. That Will Fuller, or Will Fuller drops the ball in the end zone as, as time expires, for, or it would have been a touchdown to tie the game up. Like, we can't look at it and say, okay, cool, that, that's on the quarterback. And, and we watch Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has missed a lot of throws this year. He had, there, there, Jay, there was Jay, Jay, just for the record, for, for the record, you guys have an adjusted sack rate of 7.3% of the time. Philadelphia has an adjusted sack rate of 8.2% of the time. So, yes, he, he has a worse offensive line than Deshaun has. Well, um, what's the adjusted sack number, not the rate? Uh, adjusted sack. Oh, so you're looking at a sack number. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's 14, Deshaun's 12. So his adjusted sack rate is still worse than Deshaun's. So his offensive line, Jared, we can't even make this. They literally wanted to get rid of Jason Peters. They didn't want to bring him back. They were forced to sign him in as a guard because their line was so injured. Then they were forced to move him to tackle. Now he's on IR. Literally, their entire offensive line was not supposed to be there this year, except, all right, like, pretty much nobody on their entire line it, it was was a person they wanted to have on the roster. Their, their team is decimated. Their, their team is decimated. I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm just telling you that Carson hasn't played well this year. Okay, so, I mean, at the end of the day, this, this, is, what we're, this is what we can do. We can look at it and say – Okay, you can say he hasn't played well, but you tell me Dak didn't play well, and Dak's numbers look way better than Deshaun's, even though he's played less games. I never said game. Dak didn't so, play well. I said Dak didn't play well until they were down by 14 points. There's a difference. Dak was well, on pace to throw 450 yards a game. But, Jared, but here, here's my my issue with you is, is that you never want to hold anybody accountable to the same level that you hold Deshaun accountable to. Like I Deshaun, for, to, to, you don't. Jeremy, when Jeremy, they you don't hold. You don't hold. I have to say, Jeremy, you don't hold Deshaun accountable for anything. Answer, Jeremy, answer this question, Jeremy. When we won last week, when we played the Jaguars, what was my? What did I say about Deshaun? Did I not say we won? But I didn't think Deshaun played particularly well last week. Did I not say that? You did, but he threw two interceptions, so you have to say that. Well, one like, of them batted at the line of scrimmage, and he had 109 quarterback rating. So I, I don't have to say that because 109 quarterback rating would be the highest of any quarterback in the history of the league. So the fact of the matter is I look at it and I can objectively say when somebody plays poorly or when somebody plays bad. But when you look at Deshaun and say his last four games, he has a quarterback rating of over 100 and has thrown over 300 yards passing in all of those four games, I'm not going to look at it and say – Oh, cool. We lost the game because our defense is the worst possibly in the history of the league and make an assessment to say he didn't play well. Okay. At the end of the day, Deshaun's thrown six interceptions. He's made more turnovers than that. I, it, he hasn't played great. Um, and How many touchdowns? He's got 13. So over like, to one touchdown interception ratio plus a rushing touchdown. Okay. Uh, we can still talk about this whole garbage yard thing, but um, at the end of the day, uh, from the NFC East, it's a terrible division. Uh, they beat the, they got beat down by the Cardinals. I expect them to continue to suffer. Andy Dalton is terrible. Dak Prescott's uh, salary is going to continue to go up and up and up when they see how bad um, Andy Dalton <laughs> I is. I about that, too. I was like, yeah, he definitely about to get the bag. Oh, oh, like, think about the leverage you'll have after Andy Dalton plays like this for the whole season. I mean, it's going to be nice for, for, for uh, Dak to get that kid. I said last week that Dak was still going to get paid because – his position is too valuable. And if it wasn't going to be from him, it's going to be from a team that needs a quarterback who is like, hey, look, I tell you, and the team that just pops in my head, the 49ers, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play well, they have no money. They owe no money to Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward and guarantee money. Like, if, Even if it's not with Dallas, Dak was going to get paid regardless. He was on pace for 420 yards a game. So – uh, I don't think this is earning him any additional money. I just think this shows. Oh no, but it is though, because they can always just franchise him, and instead they'll probably just sign him for a contract. Even if they franchise him, though, like as I said, the franchise takes away from long-term stability. But like Kirk Cousins has made more money than any quarterback over the last five years, and it's because he got franchised twice by by um, Washington, and that franchise tag number next year is probably going to be somewhere around forty million. So. All right, fellas, let's keep it moving. Um, let's get right into some bets, guys. Um, last week, I see Jared was up six hundred bucks, and then that that brought him a uh, hole for the season. Uh, no, in the in the, in the blue, for the if you want to call it up two hundred, 
up 200 for the season. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy was uh, down 200 last week and even for the season. So Jared came back strong. He's currently up 200 bucks on Jeremy. Uh, let's start with you, Jeremy. What do you, what do you think about this? Jared's come back strong with these bets. Yeah, so uh, I'm not liking this uh, Jared being ahead right now. So, you know, just looking at the games from last week, uh, Ravens let me down on the last second uh, touchdown to the Eagles. But, uh, you know, I kind of got helped out with a, with a similar situation with the, Red, with the uh, Washington football team scoring a touchdown and going for a two-point conversion when I had him at minus two and a half. Uh, I will say this, though. I like that Riverboat Ron. If you guys didn't hear what Riverboat Ron said after that game, they asked him. They said, why did you go for the two-point conversion at the end of the game? And he said, sometimes you got to go for the win to show your team what it's like not to play uh, uh, not to play to lose. I said, I like what you – I like the way you think you guys are going to be good in seven years. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, other games, uh, the other games I was looking at, uh, I bet – the Green Bay Packers, that game was looking really nice uh, about six minutes into the game. And then, uh, you know, keeping it real went wrong on that game. Uh, and then I had a couple other games. Kansas City won for me. Uh, I figured they would be able to cover against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the last game that I bet that uh, did not go my way was that um, – which one was it? Rams and 49ers. I bet the Rams would, would be able to cover because the 49ers aren't very good. But – Little did I know the Rams aren't very good either. If you look at the Rams so far this season, they played all four teams in the NFC East and went 4-0. Against everybody else, they're 0-2. So, you know, I'm not a big fan. Everybody's really hype on the NFC uh, West. They say, oh, it's the toughest division in football. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I'm really not. If you look at Seattle, they haven't beat anybody. They're probably the best team they beat was the 2-3 and three, uh, Patriots. Um, the best team the Rams beat was, I don't know, the Eagles. The best team the 49ers beat was probably the Rams. And the the best team the Cardinals beat was yeah, yeah, I, probably I the 49ers. The best, I mean. best team in the best <laughs> division of football is the NFC, uh, the AFC North with the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns are 4-2, and two, and the Bengals who can give people problems. A- AFC West could be pretty tough, too. You got the Chiefs, you got the Raiders, you got but nobody the else Chargers. No, the Chargers are good. Chargers are 1-4, and four, though. So, I mean, I can't say they're really good. I mean, they they yeah, play people if, well. If, but. if you if you ask me right now on a neutral field, who would I bet on the, the the Chargers versus the Browns? I'd pick the Chargers. I'd pick the Chargers to be up most of the game and then to lose by two because that's what they've done all season. Yeah. Uh, all right. But it's, um, yeah. Go, go ahead, Jared. Then we'll go into our picks. Okay. So go, going through last week, I told you guys. So two weeks ago, I was down a thousand bucks. I told you guys, Jeremy had this large lead, and I said, you know what, guys. Jeremy's had the lead for like two weeks of the last two years. This isn't going to last long. And, you know, cream rises to the top, as our old coach Willie Ware would say. Um, so, and, uh, and, man- and uh, unfortunately for, for me, and fortunate for Jared, like he said, he was going to bet on the Titans or the Texans, and that would not have play, played out very well for him. So, you know, I, fortunately I that, that pick was not on the board. I would have bet that, but I also, I'll, I'll go through this in a second. I picked the Steelers over the Browns. Uh, I said Steelers would blow out the Browns. They did. They won 38-7. I think the line at the time was six points or something. Maybe it was three. I think it was three and a half points. So that was an easy bet. Uh, I picked Washington over the Giants to cover, uh, which we both did. They covered. Uh, I, I, the Bears were getting two and a half points versus the Panthers. I said that. I thought that was silly. I thought the Bears should have been favored. They won by seven. I was right on that one. Um, the game that got me was the Packers versus the Bucks. Picked the Packers. Obviously, they got blown out. Um, and then I picked the Cardinals easily to win versus the, the Cowboys, and they won by 28. Um, I did say on the podcast I would have bet the Texans, which they should have covered the freaking game. They should have won straight up. But uh, I also said at the end of the podcast, I said, I'm going to give you guys one more pretty smart bet to make. I said, if I were you, I think the Falcons are – I said they're, they're favored to beat the Vikings. I think they're going to win pretty handily. And I was right. They won by 17 points. So – uh, bonus pick. You could have gotten another one off that. Um, Texans, like I said, up seven points in a minute, 50 seconds. Can we say one thing about the, about Mike Vrabel? So Damon, you might not have seen this. I don't know if you saw it. So let me tell you the genius move that the Titans coach made. So Texans were up, uh, one point, uh, second and one with about three minutes to go in the game. And Mike Vrabel sends another player onto the field, the 12th player. And gets a penalty call. Yeah, and acts I heard about like that. he's really upset. Like, oh, and after he does it, they they 
Romeo, Romeo Cornell, he could have declined the penalty, but he didn't, he didn't see what was going on. So he accepted it. And what did that do? It stopped the clock and gave them an extra 40 seconds. And at that point in time, I think Mike Vrabel recognized that Deshaun was going to score a touchdown on the drive, and he needed as much time. Time was more important, important than points. And what happens? The team scores with four seconds to go in the game to send it to overtime. They win the coin toss. Deshaun obviously does the reaction that goes viral where he recognizes they're going to lose the game because they lost the coin toss because their defense is that bad and we lose. So I give him, I give credit to where credit's due. Jim, Jim, before you, you, you give Jim, credit you to for, the quarterback and the leader of the team having that kind of response when they lose the toss? Uh, yes, I do. Because I that's think not, they, that's not that, really Jared. If that, anything you're going to say about Deshaun, you really think that was legit him losing the toss and be like, oh my gosh. I, I, the, I think the, the, I will say this too, Jared, Jared. To your point, and this is to your Deshaun Love. Jeez nobody's Louis, saying he. Huh? No, nobody. Nobody said he thought he was going to score a touchdown. He just knew they were already in field goal range, so they were already up one. So at bet, worst case scenario, they Deshaun were going to have score touchdowns. Deshaun has scored th- touchdowns. I think on the last three. But shots. but do you think if if he want if he just assumed they're going to score a touchdown, he just let them score a touchdown. He assumed they were going to score, and he assumed he was assuming he was going to have to score a touchdown. If in you order, want to say he assumed they there. were going to score, sure, but they were going to score a touchdown regardless. <laughs> uh, as far as like, yeah, they're definitely going to score a touchdown. Like, like, put this in perspective. Our defense was so bad. I like I, literally, they had a play. The the play that got them into field goal range in overtime was a play where they play action Derrick Henry, and he ran out of the he ran out of the backfield, and the linebacker ran past him to the quarterback, and it just threw the ball to Derrick Henry. There was nobody guarding him. They threw it to the flat, and Derrick Henry ran 54 yards to put the ball on, like, the, the 20. And then when anybody that tells me, oh, Romeo Cornell shouldn't have gone for the two-point, literally it was third and five from the five-yard line. And we get a stop, we get the ball back. And they didn't even they didn't even throw the ball. They were like, we can run it in from the five. And they ran it in from the five easily. I, I, I have no problem with his reaction. Not at all. Okay, of course you don't. You love Deshaun. You love Deshaun. I, I, I wouldn't have a. I wouldn't have that problem with anybody. We have a problem with anything. <laughs> why, why would I? Why I'm just messing with you, bro. I know, I know. I know you love Deshaun. All right, Jeremy, are, are, are you finished with your with your picks, Jerry? You you guys both. Uh... We can go That's through our picks for this week. week so if you want. Jared, Jared, you want to go through yours first, and then I'll tell you why yours your picks are wrong. All right, that's a smart idea. Go through mine first. You can get an idea on what you should pick. That way, maybe you can you can get out and then um, you know, good. So first game, I think this is easy money. Texans are playing the Packers. Packers are three and a half point favorites. That line to me should be fourteen points. Packers are going to win this game thoroughly. There's two rules you have in football. First off, the team that is really good who gets embarrassed in prime time bet them the next week. Secondly. When you have a quarterback who, who's really good and a defense who can't stop the pass and a running back who's really good and a defense who can't stop the run, bet on the other team. <laughs> so um, I bet the line personally. I bet like 250 bucks on the Packers already. Uh, I got the line at four. Somehow the line's come down to three and a half. Um, I don't know. understand that. But regardless, bet the Packers minus three and a half. Book that. Um, next game I feel really good on. I'm going to go with the Falcons, minus two and a half. I like their energy they played with last week versus the Vikings. I don't trust the Lions. We have Matt Patricia who's coming off of a bye, which I think is a negative because any extra time Matt Patricia gets, their team seems to do worse. Um, and you got Raheem Morris who's got that team playing pretty you know, pretty loose a little like last week. It was the first time where they had the lead and they didn't look like they were, they were nervous and about to give it away. So I'm going to take the Falcons to cover two and a half points at home versus the Lions. Book that. Next game I feel really great about. Steelers are getting a point versus Tennessee. Both teams are 5-0. and Is Tennessee good? Eh, I think they're pretty good. But I think the reality of the situation is they were thoroughly outplayed by the Texans last week. And, you know, had a coin toss going in the opposite direction, they would have lost the game. Or had the <laughs> defensive lineman not reached his head up and batted a two-point conversion, they would have lost the game. So the reality is I think the Steelers' defense is built to stop the run I think they have a pass rush that can get to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill. I've done that twice, vice versa, this year, this week. Um, so I think they, they can get to Tannehill, even though Tannehill's playing really well. And I, the one thing about the, the Titans is the Titans don't have 
um, this, you know, when you're going to beat the Steelers, Steelers' main weaknesses, they don't have elite corners. Uh, Joe Hayden is still good. He's not the, the corner he was a few years ago. Um, but they, they still have Mika Fitzpatrick, who's one of the best safeties in the league, one of the candidates for defensive player of the year, as he was last year. And they struggle when you have elite wide receivers to, to try to match up. The problem is A.J. Brown's good, but A.J. Brown is not some burner. He's a big physical receiver. He's somebody that you could put a Minka Fitzpatrick on or Joe Hayden on because Joe Hayden lacks the elite speed he used to have. And I think they can keep him under control. I got the Steelers winning that game by seven. So uh, if I'm getting a point, I'm going to go ahead and take that one. Book the Steelers. Next game. Patriots lost last week to the Broncos. It should have been a predictable loss. You know, the reason is first. Patriots couldn't practice for the last two weeks because of COVID. Cam Newton hadn't practiced for the last 12 days before the two days before the game where he did walkthroughs. So they started off sluggish. You can tell early in that game, look, the defense doesn't look good. They haven't been able to practice. They've been doing all their practices via Zoom. That was not going to go well. But now they're coming back. They're two and three. Buffalo's lost back-to-back games. They recognize that the Dolphins are three and three. They need to have some sense of urgency to get back into it. The, they're playing at home. San Francisco is traveling across the country uh, to play in New England. I think the Patriots are going to win that game by a minimum of 14 points. But I'm going to take the, the Patriots to at least cover the two points that they're getting or that they're given. So book it. Last game, and this is one of, one of the uh, tastiest of the weekend. Go ahead and eat this one up. No, no, uh, pause on that one. Either way, why did it necessary? I don't think it was. Um, anyway, I'm gonna go with the Bears. <laughs> Bears are getting six points versus the Rams. So, listen, I got Khalil Mack and that defense who's playing extraordinary. They got Eddie Jackson, they got they, they get a great pass rush, and they've been able to defend. Even Fuller's played really well in the secondary. And I'm going them versus Jared Goff, who I thought looked pretty bad last week. Um, and then the other parts of it, they've been able to run the ball. Nick Foles looks good. Um, do I think Nick Foles is a, a quality starter in the league? No. But do I think he's a capable starter? Yes. I think Nick, Nick Foles gives you uh, top 20-ish kind of performance uh, at, at the starting quarterback. And with that defense, it's good enough. It's not good enough to where he's going to wow you and he's going to win a lot of shootouts. He can get hot and win a shootout. But – I don't think this is going to be a shootout. I think they're going to be able to get pressure on uh, the Rams. The, la- the last time they played the Rams was two years ago when the Rams made the Super Bowl. And that year, they played the Rams in the regular season, and it was ugly. And our, I coined the two terms at the time, Missum Trubaliski and Jared Goffel. I expect Nick Foles to be able to play pretty well in this game. And if I'm getting six points, I'm going to take the Bears to go ahead and win this thing straight up. Uh, so book that. So just to kind of recap, I got the Packers minus three and a half, one of my favorite bets of the week. Um, I got the Falcons covering two and a half points versus the Lions. I got the Steelers covering – or they're getting one point. So I got them with plus one point versus the Titans. I got the Patriots uh, covering the two points versus the 49ers. And I got the the Bears covering the six points they're getting um, versus the Rams. Book it to get me back to $1,200 for the season. I've been hitting at such a high rate over the past two years. It was only a matter of time before I got it going. Let's get it. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, 85. Uh, man, uh, 600 on the week on you, Jeremy. Hey, that was a, that was a great week. Uh, Jared, I hate to tell you. Um, well, I'll give you some good news, bad news. Good news is your last two picks were good. Uh, bad news is all the rest of them were terrible. So, uh, Bears – Plus six against the Rams. I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. Honestly, if I was betting any side of this this game personally, I would bet the under 45. I don't think that game's going to be very high scoring. Um, And I think they're going to be able to keep them in check. So uh, I'm going to take the Bears. I I wouldn't be surprised if if the Rams won, but I don't think they're going to win by more than six points. I definitely don't think it's going to be that um, that lopsided. Uh, Another game I'm going to go with. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they just came off of that huge game where they got super hype. Uh, they're going to Las Vegas. They're playing uh, a Raiders team who is very, very, uh, I guess, run heavy, throw heavy, old school football uh, with John Gruden against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who the team that's the best against, uh, against the run in the NFL, uh, lowest total yards allowed. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. Um, but I think they are going to be able to uh, to really give the Buccaneers problems. 
Here's one of the reasons. Derek Carr is literally holding on to the ball 0.2 seconds. When they played against us in week two, I watched the game, and I was saying we can't get any pressure because all he's doing is just dumping it down to, to short routes. Um, that's ideal for somebody who's going against a, a defensive coverage um, that that is so blitz-heavy. Like, uh, what's the defensive coordinator name from the, from the Buck? I can't even think of his name. Um, uh, I can't even Top think of his name, whatever. Um, Todd Bowles, yeah, I'll keep. I don't know why I was thinking Vance Joseph, like it's Cardinals, but yeah, uh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is very, very blitz heavy. Um, you're going to be ideal to not hold on to the football very long, and I think the Raiders are going to win that game uh, fairly handedly. Uh, they're getting three and a half points, so I'm going to take the Raiders on that side. Book it. Uh, the next game I'm going to go to um, that I did agree with Jared on: uh, Patriots at home minus two against the 49ers. Uh, the Patriots offense looks pretty terrible. Cam Newton has absolutely no talent to throw to. Like, I mean, his receivers are pathetic. Uh, they're having to resort to trick plays a lot of times, but I'm not a big fan of the 49ers pass rush. I think Cam will be able to generate enough offense. And the only reason why the 49ers offense is successful is Kyle Shanahan scheming. And what is something that's going to negate that? Bill Belichick scheming against Kyle Shanahan scheming. So uh, I'm going to bet on Bill Belichick having his defense ready to go against whatever scheme that Kyle Shanahan is able to throw at him. Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting battle. I think it's going to be a, a great battle of uh, of minds if you're just looking at play calls and things like that. Uh, some some kind of revenge game. So I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan did blow that 28-3 lead against Bill Belichick's defense. So I think he's going to come back with a little vengeance. Uh, just to look back at that last game, who is Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Raiders playing the Buccaneers? Who fired John Gruden the last time before he took up back over his Raiders job? Oh, it was the Buccaneers uh, after he won them a Super Bowl. So I think he's going to be uh, bringing out all the stops for that game. Um, so that's three of them. Uh, Jared, I did not like your pick of the Packers over the Texans. Uh, I mean, the Packers just got done playing um, – or the Texans just got done playing a very, very close game with the Titans who are still undefeated. Um, so I, I just think giving a team three and a half points on the road uh, is still too many points. Um, I did not like your pick of uh, – what was the other one you had? Oh, the uh, Steelers over the, the Titans. Uh, I think the Steelers are a very good football team. The Steelers really haven't played anybody all season, if you want to be 100% honest. Uh, so I'm not really sold on them either. I actually think the Titans are going to win that game pretty handily. Um, and then your other pick that you had on top of that was um, the, the, the Falcons-Lions. The Lions low-key are actually pretty good. Um, if we really look at them, they're two and three. Uh, they beat the Cardinals. Uh, they won last week against. I can't remember when they played last week. Uh, they lost a, a game. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the Packers, uh, and they lost a game to the Bears um, that they had no business losing. If, if uh, DeAndre Swift catches the pass in the end zone, they win that game. So they um, lost. The, I think, Jeremy, they're two wins though. I will agree. They, they beat the Cardinals, and then they beat the Jags this week. Yeah. So I mean, but if you look at their losses. Those teams are are, are, are solid teams, um, and they and to be honest, they got up very early in those games, and I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are a team. Uh, against the Saints, they got up 14. They got up 17 against the uh, Packers. They got up 20 against the Bears. So they've been up basically in every game they played, and they've had trouble uh, holding on the leads, and I don't think the Falcons are one of those teams that can get down and come back and win. So um, I don't like any of those bets. Um, so I'm going to go to a, a few of my picks for this week. Um, number one. Uh, or or no, number one from the other ones that I'm picking. Um, I actually like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs minus nine and a half versus Denver Broncos. Um, I think Denver is pretty terrible. I know people are kind of, you know, giving them some points mainly because they, they beat the Patriots last week. But um, I definitely don't see that happening this week. So I think they're going to win that game. And then the last game that I am betting on this week's podcast is the Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half against the Cardinals. Um, I hate to bet this game, and the real reason I hate to bet this game is because Seattle has a way of, of trailing the entire game and letting Russell Wilson come back and win. So I'm just going to assume they're only down three when he makes his comeback and he scores a touchdown with 14 seconds left and he won by four. Because for some reason, um, earlier in the season, the first three or four games, I was like, man, Seattle's really opening up the offense and letting Russell Wilson do what he does. I mean, this is really starting to look like it should look. and Lo and behold, the last few weeks it's kind of been like, yeah, but I think we just want to get back to handing the ball off on first and second down and letting Russell Wilson throw when we get down. So 
Um, I look for the game to be a little closer, but I still think they're able to cover because I don't think Arizona's very good. Chandler Jones not being there is going to really hurt, and you're going to see it this week. Um, although, shout-out to Buda Baker, best safety in football. All right. Well, we're going to see if you can snap back this weekend, bro, because, you know what I mean, Jared came back strong, and, you know, he's up for the – for the season on you right now, man, like, you know, you got to come through. Jeremy, Jeremy was, was good, bro. Yeah, I'll probably be 5-0 this week. No worries. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all I had on the, on the docket for today, fellas. Any any parting thoughts for the listeners before we get up out of here? Uh, I think I'm good. I'll, I'll just point out that uh, the New Orleans Saints are going to win this week, and uh, the Texans probably won't. <laughs> going to trigger. Trigger 85. <laughs> 85, any any parting thoughts? Well, listen, listen. Are the Texans going to come back this week and get a dub? Probably not. I bet against this. But, I mean, listen, is it possible we could win a game 175 to 174? Maybe. I mean, it'd be tough with our defense. They may give up that last touchdown to get to 180. But, listen, there's a possibility. But, look, let, let me go through really the last words I have. College football is a tricky beast to bet. It is very, very hard to predict what an 18 through a 21-year-old is going to be doing on a given Sunday. You saw that last week with North Carolina playing Florida State. Getting down, I'm so happy because I almost bet them to come back and win the game. I would have bet it, but my betting site would not allow me to bet um, UNC to come back after they were down 24 or whatever it was. They come all the way back. They're down four points. They get the ball. And Sam Howell throws three straight perfect passes to wide receivers who all drop all three of them to, to end the game. So, look, I'm going to give you a couple picks, a couple bonus picks for college football this week that I think really you don't have a lot of choice of, of, of losing on. First and foremost, wherever you can get your lines, um, one of the games that you got is UNC is coming back playing NC State. NC State is ranked top 25 in the country now and a little bit of a shocker. But NC State just lost their starting quarterback. Their backup quarterback has more interceptions than touchdowns this season. You get in the line at minus 15 and a half. The game's at UNC. UNC will be pissed. They will come out and they will play extremely well. Pick UNC minus the 15 and a half. Clemson's playing Syracuse. Clemson is a 46-point favorite versus Syracuse. Um, as much as I love how Clemson's playing right now, Dabo has a really good relationship with Dino Babers, the coach of Syracuse. He is going to take it easy on Dino. They will pull the starters pretty early in this game. There is a good likelihood. And our, our third-string quarterback, Tyson Fumachow, broke his, uh, a bone in his hand. There's a good chance we will have walk-on Hunter Helms and a few other guys playing a lot of snaps. Bet the early first half for Clemson and then – Bet Syracuse to cover the 46 points because I don't think they're going to run the score up on them because I think Dabo realizes Babers could lose. Yeah. Syracuse has got beat by uh, Liberty by like 25. Yes. Know. And Liberty's ranked top 25 now. I, 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 I will tell you this. I'm not telling you that, that Clemson, Clemson could, could score as many points as they, they want, but I'm telling you, Dabo has a good relationship with Dino. I don't think he runs up the score on them. I think he keeps that a low score. Um, other games I feel really good about for college football this week, bet Alabama minus 21 versus Tennessee. Tennessee did not look good. Garantano is a terrible quarterback. I've been saying it for years. And um, one thing you can say about those receivers at Alabama, they can run and they can score. Um, so I, I expect Alabama to be able to cover 21 points. If you can, bet that line down to 20 and a half. Last two, Michigan versus Minnesota. The game is at Minnesota. I actually expect Michigan to pull a dub this week. Um, one of the things that that you can't really put a price on is wanting and desire to play. Michigan and those players have been petitioning to play for months. I didn't hear anything about rowing the boat, Minnesota wanting to play. I think Michigan wants that a little bit more. They have a lot of guys coming back, even though they're miss, missing Nico Collins, who decided to declare for the draft last minute. I expect Michigan to cover the three points, book that, and then the last game. Right now, Notre Dame is a 10.5-point favorite versus Pittsburgh. The game is at Pittsburgh. Bet Pitt. Pitt's quarterback did not play last week. He will be back. He is one of uh, Pickett has one of the highest yards per game and, and passer ratings in the country. And Notre Dame's offense, this is now, – now, this is – if you're Ian Book, who could have come out last year in the NFL draft and been drafted, one of the worst things you can have is he can't throw the ball down the field this year. 
And now last year he looked really good because he had Chase Claypool on the team who looks like a stud for the Steelers and a couple other guys on there. Do you guys realize they're completing less than 20% of their passes that travel 20 yards downfield? Less than 20%. They played last week versus Louisville. Louisville scored – Louisville allowed 46 points from Georgia Tech two weeks ago. And Notre Dame only scored 12 versus the same team that allowed Georgia Tech to score 46 points. In comparison, Clemson held Georgia Tech to seven points for the entire game. So Notre Dame's offense is bad. I expect this to be an upset and pit to win straight up, but at least to cover the 10.5 points. Book it. Those are some five picks for college football that should help you get started on a good week. Excited to see Big Ten football for the first time this year. Ohio State versus Nebraska game is going to be a little bit interesting, although I expect Ohio State to run away with it late. I expect that game to be a little close to the beginning. And um, last thing, get ready for Gaethje, Nemeta, uh, Khabib, Nemetamedov, Nemetamedov, yeah, whatever. Nemetamedov, yeah. Yes, that, that fight is coming on Saturday, 2 o'clock p.m., Jeremy will be getting ready for pictures. I will be at the house ready to watch the fight. Let's go. That, that was that was a solid six minutes of last minute thoughts. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, fellas. On that note, uh, as always, we appreciate the listeners for tuning in to us for another week. Uh, make sure that you guys follow us on Instagram. Our uh, our uh, handle, if you want to call it, is uh, Me Bros underscore Podcast. Uh, make sure you share us, like us um all that good stuff and uh we will be back with you guys next week have a safe and blessed and healthy rest of your week guys we'll talk to you guys soon